Show. John Hayes. Danny Brams. We're in the house. It's EPR on a Thursday, and it's five unbeaten at the keep. Danny Bram, the fortress. It's... Wow, the Main Street end is rocking. Buzzing in town. And this is, I would argue, the biggest moment in Charlotte FC history. That's something to take stock of, is that... With such a young franchise, it's easy to just point point to this stretch and say this is the best one we've ever been in. This is the, these are the headiest, happiest times. First time we've ever been over 500, I believe, as a club at any given time on a table. Well, not over 500 at 500. At 500. Okay, <laughs> we're uh, we're still alive in the Open Cup. We're to the, through to the quarters. We're in the quarterfinals. We're three wins away from hoisting the U.S. Open Cup, which is absolutely amazing to consider. Yes, and. Uh, it's times are good, man. Like I heard someone saying that people owe Christian Latanzio an apology or something earlier, you know, out in the social media world. I don't know if that that's necessarily true. I think it's a results based business. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. And we're gonna call it like it is right now. Charlotte FC's hot, but I'm not giving any apologies. I'm just gonna ride this wave and enjoy it. We're celebrating, and the reason why is because Brandon Cambridge, his Ooh. second half brace was a thing of beauty just two and uh, I want to give a shout out to Jessica Charman and the reason why is because she called it a professional finish right yeah, like yeah. it was a prof- bend it like Brandon it was professional <laughs> and what that means is that Charlotte FC had a super sub and Christian Latanzio pulled the strings yeah and the team turned it around in the second half like that is the type of result that is the type of second half experience mm-hmm. that is only only accomplished when you have the characteristics of a winning club at home. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like and that's the difference. <clears throat> the fact that we're gonna get into TIFO's questions a little bit here later tonight. We're gonna break down this game, then we're gonna do TIFO's questions. That's essentially what the mission is here on. Yeah. And by the way, we're playing episode. Nashville on Saturday. Yeah, because it's right back to work. We'll do a, we'll do a quick. I got some quick thoughts on Nashville. I want to get to as well. But yeah. And I know one thing about Nashville's match on Saturday. It's that a streak will be broken. It's yeah. guaranteed. A yeah. streak is over, and that'll end on Saturday Going night. Streaking, baby. I, I mean, two hot teams. Nashville's not bad either. Nashville has. Last year's MVP, Nashville has one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Nashville has dangerous wingers. Uh, Nashville's coming in. We were able to beat them last year. Uh, this year, it's going to be just as much, as much of a challenge. So I'm looking forward to the fact that the game's going to happen. Now, spoiler alert, this is a momentous Saturday for many reasons. And one of them is, unless, unless you can talk me into changing my mind by the end of this episode, John... <laughs> Saturday is uh, set to be my first uh, missed home game in the history of Charlotte FC. So, I don't know. You can call me out. Tell me what you think, TIFOs. John, tell me what you think. Is this a bad time to be abandoning ship and, like, breaking my streak of attendance when Charlotte FC is on such a good streak? I don't know. But I got a big uh, party time out in California waiting for me this weekend. Uh, Going to see Grateful Dead and company. It's sort of like the old school Grateful Dead guys who are still alive with John Mayer uh, playing lead guitar and singing in the, in the place of Jerry, Jerry Garcia, which is a really cool band. They play all the old dead hits. It's a great time. I'm going to go see old friends. I'm going to hit the beach. Like, I got, a, I got good things in store for me. Things are looking good. But uh, regretfully, the cost of that is my first home game missed, uh, and I'm not happy about that. From the Bahamas to Southern California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And here in Charlotte on the, we gotta get our on beach the, time, on the Charlotte Soccer you know, Show. Yeah. The vibes are good yeah. in all of those places right now. What are you drinking? Speaking of vibes, what are you drinking right now? Um, I've got the right sugar. Here at EPR. I've got the, the Sugar Creek Pilsner right now at EPR. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful drink. And it's, you know, one of those beers that you think about Pilsner, you think about kind of like a boring beer this thing tastes great how about you i got a uh voodoo ranger a little uh wicked weed uh voodoo ranger they usually have pernicious here uh at uh epr on draft and i love to drink a pernicious i had a few perniciouses uh in the stadium the other night wednesday night but they were they changed it up today they changed up the pernicious tab to a uh, voodoo ranger tab i said hey i like what they're doing out of wicked weed give me a shot yeah how about hop fly 
before the match. That was something new. That was a new. So we were coming in hot. We right? need to talk about that. The as whole well. routine was changed up for this midweek match uh, before the Chicago. It game was an because, epic yeah, midweek match. We it couldn't. Was, we couldn't do the whole EPR Gold Line uh, Hooligans Romero Beer. It was that, the that equivalent. Was it was the equivalent to. Uh, Champions League nights in yes, in, yes. In, in the UK, yeah, yeah. like a midweek match that means something, right? Right, that you got to get there. The match starts at seven thirty. You can come straight from the office. Yeah, the pregame yeah, scene was was good, and and well, the vibe in the city was so great. It was a it was a midweek uh, match day, and we went to Hopfly in Southend right. on Mint Street. You were on a work. Working uh, trip this week, you traveled to the Midwest and you flew back in and went straight from the airport to Hot Fly. And this is a great story. This is why I know we have some golfers in the audience, so I just want to say, John, you'll tell the story. Let me just tee you up on it. You were it was a work thing that you were going for, so you flew back in and you're not. It wasn't suit and tie, but you were in sort of like formal gear. You had like rushed from the end of this conference to the airport. I was in pants and a button-down yeah, shirt. Yeah, pants, button-down shirt. You looked you looked like you were ready to go in the office. And you told us when we got to Hot Fly, you weren't wearing that when I showed up at Hot Fly because <laughs> you said, you told the story about how you're like, man, what am I going to do? I, I don't really want to wear this outfit for, to the game. I can't quite make it home in time to change. But da 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 da. What will happen? In the car, uh, waiting in the parking lot was an alternate golf outfit, you know? Polo and shorts. <laughs> That's all it right. was. Just your and size. One of your favorite, favorite get ups, I'm sure, right? Just sitting there. The it's, emergency outfit. It's, it's exactly right. It was, in the, it was, it was a. Uh, my friend Will Bryant, um, the emergency bag. What do they call it? The, uh, the getaway bag? Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. The, uh, the bug those. out bag. The bug out bag, yeah. <laughs> I had one of those the sh- in the, the car. The SHTF bag. <laughs> Shit hits the fan, no doubt. Uh, you can see the photo of us, Danny Brams, uh, right on Min Street before the match at uh, For the Crown Baby on Twitter. And we got big news because. Tonight is the official launch of our Instagram page. We, the, the platforms expand. We've gone from uh, your your podcast to, uh, of choice platform. I like Spotify, so let's say we've gone from Spotify. We've expanded to YouTube this year in 2023, and now halfway through the season, well, let's say a third of the way through the season, the Instagram page is launched. Let you there can, be photos. You can find us there at Charlotte Soccer Show. Yeah, and perfect. Uh, it matches all the other handles. That's brilliant. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Follow it. And uh, you can follow You can see photos of our studio here at Elizabeth yeah, Parlor we, Room. And, and we've got a lot of old photos that I'm uploading cool. to, the, to the channel as well. So take Flashback a Flashback to the trip to Atlanta last year when I had long hair, stuff yeah. like that. You know, the, all the people we met. Remember that old guy I met at Atlanta and I took a photo with him and then he started like, talking shit on Charlotte FC. <laughs> yes. I was so I hate that guy. I've still uh, got the picture, though. T- take a trip down memory, memory lane. And who knows if you if you have photos you want to send to us, maybe we'll put them in a, like little collages and make some you know some some TFOs content that goes on the Instagram page as well. Who knows? And, and tonight yeah. we're going to do our first story. It's, oh, it's well, welcome go. to the Charlotte FC, Charlotte Soccer Show. I'll drink to that. Welcome to the Charlotte Soccer Show Instagram page. Um, cheers to you, Danny. Hell yeah. We're blowing up. The show's blowing up. The show's growing, and it, that's only because we couldn't do it if we didn't have the best listening audience in the business. Like I always say. And we're going to answer your questions. Um, and I feel but like... Before, wait, hold on. Ten, we've, we're almost 10 minutes into this podcast. And we're doing that thing where people drop in the comments. And we really appreciate when you rate and review the show. Since we're already like nine minutes into this, I'm just going to continue Do to be it. pot committed on the promotion. Right. Um, give us a rating and a review. But this type of content that we've done for the, last, the first like nine minutes of the show is like when you get to the fucking point and talk about the huge match that we won <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because Brandon Cambridge scored a brace right. and not to give you mighty black and blue balls here <laughs> listeners but uh, we do have a big brace to talk about for sure and uh, I mean what can I say like it was an amazing night. what I want to know from you John is so obviously we fell behind life was rough I've got yeah. some stories I could get into if we get there about my first half experience because I, I went so wait what first half experience I didn't have one of those <laughs> That's that's a whole other story, but so I was flying solo. Usually, I you know usually we fly in a pack, we fly in groups. You know, we get the crew together and come down. But for the, this night, since I was racing to get here, I was late yeah. to the game. I like I didn't even walk in until a few minutes after kickoff. I decided to go free agent, even though I have a supporters ticket. I did sort of a lap around the stadium. I just walked a, a lap around the whole stadium and just sort of saw the game from every angle. And then I oh, cool. I, I saw my opening right behind the benches as I sort of got to that area. 
I was like, oh, I can just, I, like, the, the security guard was, like, talking to someone else. I slipped right behind him. And it was, it was very dead. It was like, the announced attendance was 29K plus. We were under the 30 mark. There could not have been more than 15,000 people in that stadium, for uh -oh. sure. So, Whisper that. Yeah, tons of, well, it's just the real deal. So ton, it, we had a good time. I'm not complaining. So it was tons of empty seats. So I was able to sneak down, get a really nice seat, like four or five rows behind the uh, Chicago bench. And I was just like yelling and screaming. I made sure there's kids in the area. I made sure to keep my language clean. I did. I made sure not to swear at all. But I was very. I can't say the same. I was. Thing the, for I was that. I was that typical like loudmouth guy who that, like. That's is that's not, one but of I my. Never crossing any lines. My big, one of my biggest regrets. And I'm not trying to interrupt you, but you you said it, so I just want to no, apologize. No, to yeah, the, please. To the folks. I've interrupted you a billion and, times. And, you can uh, interrupt me anytime you want. Some of the families in 342. I do apologize for my language in the second half. By the way, it wasn't because I was unhappy. It was because I was celebrating. Right. And just no say, doubt. Fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the first half was saying, rough. Saying things like, let's fucking go. I, yeah. I had right. one of the best views I ever had for some of the lamest soccer that I've ever had. Because the team was kind of controlling things in the first half, but there was a huge, huge problem. And I, do we need to get into Do we go there right now? Because the, the issue is... We have a Brandon Cambridge brace to talk about. I want to hear all about you. No, had the per no, no. You had the perfect I, I, view. I still need your take on Brandon Cambridge. I need your take on him. Well, yeah, but, but do we do Enzo or Brandon first? That's the catch Brandon, question. Brandon. Okay. okay. I, I want to know Enzo. what that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I want to know what that means to you. Cambridge I, brace was amazing. I mean, I, I think about it this way, right? The highest paid player in MLS is on the pitch, right? Yeah, the highest and, paid traffic home. And we've got a great story about that too. Sure. You yeah, go, I shouldn't. You, you, I take back. I, re I rescind my insult. Sorry, Shaq. You can you can go to our Twitter page at for the crown baby. You can see an, an awesome no story involving our friend Brett Thompson. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a class. Shakira is a class act. Let me yeah. just say that you'll never walk alone, Brett. You'll never walk alone, Shaq. Proud of you guys. I mean, props to you for saying those words on the show. I'll, I'll never do that. Well, I'd rather support Shaq as a Liverpool fan than Shaq as a, as a player than a, Shaq as a Chicago Fire player. I mean, you Fair know enough. what I say. Yeah. I'm not supporting him. I'm just giving him props. Well, props for being a class act. He gave a shirt to a friend of ours who was a huge fan and uh, lost his dad last year. And just absolute, like, to do that after a tough loss, absolutely amazing that he would, like, recognize a road fan. Uh, shout out to everyone in the Chicago Fire uh, communications department that was able to make that happen and, and get the story across to Shaq and what a gesture. Look look on our Twitter page, like you said, for more details on that. Yeah. Love uh, you, Brett. So, yeah, cheers to that. And, um, you know, he's the highest paid player in MLS. He's making over $8 million this season. Right. And you've got a guy in Brandon Cambridge who is making a lot less than like that. 75K? <laughs> yeah, if you think, probably, yeah. You know? Exactly. So, and he comes in, and my, mm -hmm. I just want to, my angle for... That's what I wanted to know. For yeah. the finishes, right? It, it's, uh, and the professional finish with the left foot um, was, was absolutely correct. It was one of those goals where I'm looking straight down the line, like, over his left shoulder onto the left post. You're like looking over the shoulder of the shooter. It's like where the money shot is for yeah. the CBS Champions League team. Yeah. You know? It's it's, <laughs> you can see, oh, wow, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it start outside the, the post and, the, and then come back inside easy and the keeper have no chance. And that's that's a real deal goalkeeper. That's Chris Brady, future U.S. men's national team keeper. He's yeah. like 20 years old. He, he's like being coveted by Europe already. He's like an amazing young goalkeeper. And he dies full extension and there's not a thing he can do about it. It's so beautiful. No, yeah. I, exactly. And, and I called out Jess specifically is because I know that she's on the same angle that I am. Right, exactly. So she's, yeah. as I'm sitting she's basically the, behind you. If I'm yeah. sitting in the, in the in my seat, she's over my left shoulder, mm -hmm. down that way further. So we're, we're looking down this line here. And it was, it was one of those, as soon as it was an inch off of his foot, it was a goal. Yeah, totally agree. We saw that from the same angle. So after my little excursion down to like uh, VIP territory in the fifth row behind benches in the first half, yeah. we met in the supporters bar. I was 42nd minute. I head straight to the supporters bar, go 42. Life, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. You were there. And then the, spent the second half. I met, I linked up with Kevin, our buddy Kevin finally met up. With, I, I couldn't find him in pre-match because I was in <laughs> such a hurry. So he and I went back to the supporters section and I saw, I was standing basically right in front of Miriam when he made the pass. Which was a sick pass. The nutmeg. The nutmeg. I did not realize. Assist. I mean, how great is that? I didn't realize that the nutmeg assist went down until I saw the replay right. from the Charlotte FC uh, social account today. You you saw that? You know? Did you see it in real time? No, no. Well, I didn't. T I didn't catch the nutmeg, but I what I did see was Miram sort of 
get a ball. I didn't see that it was a nutmeg, but I was like his pass got through a bunch of got three different defenders, and all of a sudden, Cambridge and Westwood are both over there. Yes. By, like yeah, they are. both wide open. Yeah. Being both have been completely Westwood had lost the best on the view of that. Post. Yeah, Westwood. Had Westwood the best is just watching it all. Yeah, if your view was great and Jess's was pretty good, Westwood's was the best of all, 100. percent Because he was like trying to celebrate yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. And Gaston Jimenez is the player who got nutmegged by that pass. He's a really, like, quality defender, one of the better Chicago Fire, like, most important players on their team. So that was kind of funny to see him make that mistake. And it's, it's Miram, Miram the Wizard. Miram made the ball disappear. He has a goal or an assist in every game he started, and that's three. It's a great assist. It's a yeah. great finish. And the kid pulls it off again. And the moment of the night for me by far, I don't ask your moment of the night, it cleared the game-winning goal, but let's get down to specifics. My moment of the night was when he kissed the badge. Yeah. Oh, because he he, he, he he finishes again, mm-hmm. uses the same left foot from the same angle. Right. Mirror images of the two goals. But this time it's a first touch. It's great. Where am I? Mm-hmm. And he takes an extra touch. And to get into it. position, just to and then slots home just like a cheeky pass mm-hmm. into the corner, mm-hmm. bottom corner of the net. The the theme of the two goals was very simple: accuracy. Yeah, he placed the ball both times exactly where he wanted to, which is brilliant because in the previous match, he had messed up a really good chance from Carol Spaders. Carol made this like god mode, insane like four line breaking pass that beat five defenders. And Cambridge somehow effed up the opportunity. Uh, didn't matter because we were up so huge on Atlanta. But, yeah, and Cambridge mentioned that. He said, like, in his postgame, he was like, I knew I'd fucked up the chance against Atlanta, and I wasn't going to – he said, he said I made sure that if I was going to get another chance tonight, I was rifling at home. That's, those are his exact words. He rifled those both home. The first one was more like a bow and arrow. The first one was, like, just a beautiful arc, just like – it just, like – you know, just like rode the wind, almost like yeah. if you like shoot a bow and arrow and play the wind. Yeah, it was, you know? was artistry. Yeah, yeah. The second, and then the second one was just lunch like, just businessman, lunch pail. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect word. Uh, so he can do it two different ways. So I wanted to yep. celebrate the brace and talk about this 21 year old kid who is man of the match day, man the, of the match day in the yeah. MLS. Yeah, man of the match day in MLS. The mo- he's he's MVP of the week of the midweek for yeah. MLS. Amazing. He's on the all uh, the the team in the match day. His goal is being. Voted on for goal of the week. He's probably going to lose to Georgios Giacomakis, who did score a bit of a worldie for Atlanta in injury time. But Cambridge, saw, Cambridge has meant a lot more, me. trust me. A, goal, uh, a nice goal from a, a, a DP who's been subbing in uh, to t- cap off a 4-0 uh, trouncing is great. But Cambridge getting two, uh, two of his first two goals of his career, and that's the equalizer and the winner. Uh, of a tough home fought uh, midweek match, I think is a little more important. But voters can vote who for who they want to. You know, it's fine. They they, they they're mad that we're the, the crown is winning all the polls lately because Swiderski won Player of the Week last week thanks to a huge push from the Charlotte Soccer Show. But uh, two topics that we've got to get into: uh, the ref being horrible sure. this yep. evening, huge and, discussion, and Enzo Capetti. Right? He's can, he's. We, can I get you there through the side door? <laughs> sure. Can I get sure. you to these topics through the side door? Yeah. Because I want to talk Which about was, it first. If, if, the first thing I thought about when you said that was The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. been an HBO <laughs> yeah. show theme yeah. on. Uh, we always are an HBO on this show. show right? yeah. And just so it hit me, it's like, can we go through the side door? We got to go a different route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, we gotta, <laughs> this way it's not working. It's blocked up by a zombified uh, overturned semi. <laughs> got to go Good through the route. buildings. Yes. Yeah. All I wanted to say was just because I, I, I kind of want to get into the Enzo Capetti discussion. Via Latanzio. And so the segue is Cambridge comes in as the super sub that scores the equalizer and the game winner. And it was a brilliant move by Latanzio. We have to give Laddie his flowers for this yeah. sub because because we were getting joy down. We had plenty of wide open space down that right flank, and Jalen Lindsay was not uh, maximizing it. He Jalen was dragging ass. He was like, there was three or four really nice passes into space that Jalen couldn't catch up to. And so that is why Cambridge was subbed in, and that's why Cambridge was the first sub, is because Jalen, as much as I love him, was having a bad game. And so I got to give Latanzio some props. Well, think about the player position. Like, this is the first thing that you've said all show where I'm like, dude, you're off base because Cambridge and Jalen Lindsay play two completely different positions. Right. So he, so Latanzio knew that, like, yeah. I got to get an attacker out there. 
who is the one that's drag, dragging ass the most? Yeah, and, but it almost sounds like you're criti- you almost sound like you're criticizing Jalen Lindsay. Like what? Like you? you well, like, you here's know, the it's thing: because like, well, Cambridge offers, no, offers like a whole different. I skill agree set. that they're two different positions, but j- what I'm saying is that the space was wide open, and Jalen was not maximizing it. That's okay, what well, I'm saying. What do you want the right back to do? He has and he has un, he has defensive responsibilities. Brandon Cambridge has no defensive responsibilities. It was like, the right yeah. sub at the right time, and <laughs> I'm giving Laddie his flowers. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm saying is, don't, I'm not taking the Jalen slander. I'm just not taking right. the Jalen slander. That's where I'm at. So I'm what I'm saying, about. so the whole, to, to bring the segue, I'm not taking the Jalen slander either. I apologize, Jay. Sorry about that, Nux. Here's the deal. We see Latanzio make a very, one of the best, most inspired substitution moves of his, of his time here as, as the gaffer at Charlotte FC. And so it plays into this idea because earlier in the match, one of the players asked Laddie to sub him, and Laddie said, no, I'm not going to. And that was the thing that, like, what we're seeing is the maturity of a coach who, like, can ride what's going on and can start to feel the instincts of decision-making of the game a little bit more. I just thought the Cambridge sub was inspired, and I'm so glad that it paid off for, for the gaffer. And, and then that gets me to what to do about Enzo, because there was a huge situation with the referee being taking it wasn't the opponent who took Enzo Capetti out of the game it was the referee and that's the big story because I was uncomfortable and everyone had an opinion today including our TIFOs and in the building I was a little bit uncomfortable and the reason why is because here we have a a, a female referee Tori Penso is her name and she's you know Breaking through glass ceilings. Right. She's refing an MLS match, the highest level right. in the United States. And this has been something, uh, by the way, that's new within the last two or three years right. in world football, where uh, female referees are at the highest level right. across the Premier League. And you got to figure, I don't know her whole career, but she didn't get there by accident. She clearly earned her way to this spot one way or the other. But there was an unfortunate moment right. where... Um, she just had a poor match. So like, right. You um, have a bad night. People have bad night. Men, women and men have bad nights on the job sometimes. I'm not I, using. Yeah. I'm not using that as like cover for criticism. But what I'm saying is, is that like, you know, I was disappointed in in the way that it turned out. No one was wrong. Like she deserved to be whistled. She deserved to be booed. Totally agree. Um, but I wish it didn't end up that way. I think I think well, she um, is is going to learn from that experience. And and I, I saw people calling for her dismissal, a review, and those type of things. And I, I and, I'm, and I want to use her as an example because all referees mm-hmm. every match have a really difficult time, like navigating. Yeah. Uh, 20, 22 guys on the pitch. You're running miles out there for 90 minutes. Usually at least three languages, if not more. You know, like, yeah. Right. So, um, I didn't really want, like, I, I didn't want to use that as an excuse for the first half. I wanted to more so talk about Enzo. Here's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to come out and say it right away. It's easier for me. I'm going to admit that it's easier for me to say this because we won. And so, thankfully, we don't have to focus on the referee's bad performance because we won. We got three three points regardless right. of what the ref was doing. But I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to call out some of the TIFOs, unfortunately, some of my okay. good friends. I'm going to call out the TIFOs who were criticizing Tori. I'm going to call out everyone who was criticizing referee Tori Pinson. She had a bad night. She was poor. She made multiple myriad mistakes, and the refusal to ever go check things on the monitor really chapped my hide because... Some of those things deserved a second look. I think we should have had at least one penalty. And Enzo should have earned a penalty. But, I, but he definitely deserved a penalty. And he didn't get it. But I'm going to tell you what. As bad as she was, Enzo Capetti was worse. Absolutely unconscionable. Unconscionable performance to let a bad refereeing performance take you out of the game. He definitely deserved to earn a penalty. And he definitely was being messed with. In um, What happened was... So in about the 20th minute or so, he should have gotten a penalty. He didn't get it. There was no VAR. It was about a two- or three-minute thing where he started flopping around and yelling at the ref. He, he like, stayed on the ground forever. Like, I cannot believe there was no penalty called. And I couldn't believe it either. But then, 20 minutes after that, let's say, like, the 39th minute, so 15 minutes after that, we have a corner kick. And there's pushing and shoving in the box before the kick. Carroll's setting out to take it. 
Enzo's in the box with the center backs, sort of like crowding around the goalkeeper. The Chicago defense is getting in the mix. And someone like shoves Enzo to the ground before the kick comes in. So then referee Penso, she blows her whistle, runs in there, starts to like, you know, get every, and like Enzo's like, I want a, I want a yellow card. I want a yellow card for someone pushing me before the corner kick came in. She didn't give it. And so he, he like acts all meh, all whiny about it. And then the corner kick comes in. It's a failed set piece. You know, the ball kicks back out to towards midfield, and, and Chicago holds it in possession for a few seconds. And Enzo, literally from like the 37th to the 40th minute for a good two, three-minute stretch, looking over at Latanzio just like, meh, like asking for a sub. He's like waving his hands in the circular sub pattern over and over again at least 20 times. Like, I don't know if this was caught on camera. I was like... I'm so I felt so stupid because I was like watching this happen. I didn't. I, if I whipped out my camera, I would have loved to video this so I could show people what it looked like. Because I don't know if the Apple cameras would have caught this. But this because I had snuck into those seats because I had snuck down to those fifth row seats. <laughs> yeah, you I had, had this a great crystal view. clear view of Enzo right in front That's of amazing. me, doing the most bitchiest thing I've ever seen a professional soccer player do, which is whine about not getting a call and ask the coach to sub him off because the ref is too being mean to him. It was so embarrassing and like. And Westwood and Enzo tried to like go get some beef with the ref, and Westwood went up and like cut him off from like charging Tori Penzo. There was a moment where Enzo like charged at Tori Penzo. Ashley Westwood cuts him off. And says, "Get the fuck back to your spot, dude." And then Enzo was walking. I did get so I tried to whip out my camera. I missed the subs thing, but I actually did get a video. I could post it of him just like like we got a steal, so we steal the ball back in offensive press and get like a little like four on three counterattack. And Enzo's walking, bitching about the fact that Latonzio hasn't subbed him, and he misses the, the chance to like get into this counterattack. So like, it was a really bad stretch there for three or four minutes towards the end of the first half. It made me sick. And I just want to say that like, as bad as Tori Penzo's night was, it's it's absolutely worse. I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall because Enzo did play a better second half. I would have loved to see Ashley Westwood's halftime speech. Maybe it was Latonzio, but I doubt it. I think if in my mind the captain. They walked into that locker room and the captain like walked over to Enzo's locker. I'm imagining like a Ted Lasso scene and just like shoved him up against the locker and like grabbed his shoulders and like he's like, yeah. I would never hit a to quote to paraphrase Chris Rock, I would never hit a designated player. But I'll shake the shit out of him, man. Fuck, like I can imagine Westwood just being, get your fucking head in the game, yeah. Enzo. What are you fucking doing, dude? Yeah. We're down one nil at home, yeah. trying to keep a win streak alive, and you're crying that the ref is being mean to you. I was embarrassed for Enzo, and he's got to step it up. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, he's Danny Brams. It's a lightning rod topic in, in the fan base right now about whether Enzo Capetti is somebody that can be trusted for a full 90 minutes on the pitch. We're going to find that out on Saturday. If, if, he's, if Christian Latanzio has him in the starting lineup against Nashville on Saturday night, it's going to be uh, a statement that, yes, I'm going to give my guy this start. He's, he's our player that uh, is the tip of the spear. He's in the box at all times for Charlotte FC. And I think Ashley Westwood, um, you know, even though that uh, beautifully scri uh, scripted scenario uh, sounded amazing, who knows if it was actually true. But if it was, it would be a great fucking scene in Get Ted Lasso. Uh, but a Ashley Westwood is. Um, like, I'm imagining Roy Kent slapping Jamie yes. Tart left and right you know like. uh the the gemstone ashley westwood a, a fantastic match we're going to talk about him mm -hmm. uh, we're not live on youtube it's weird uh usually we're live on youtube yeah we've been, doing we've been streaming all, yeah. all the streams are going great i'm, I'm loving yeah. the, live, the youtube streams for sure so make sure you follow us on youtube as well um where we look at heat maps we always look at player ratings but tonight we're just hanging at epr mm -hmm. having a couple beers we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a, gonna get another one during this break um i'm looking forward to uh, another sugar creek Pilsner, no Danny Brams. I don't know what's on the menu for you. Do you think you're gonna go back with a Voodoo Ranger or try uh, something different? I think I'm gonna go Copper. I think I'll, I'll, I'll close out the last final segment on an old reliable. Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. Back after this. Back on the show, Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. We've got a refill. I changed up. I Cheers went back to, to the Copper. Yep, as predicted. Smart man. Um, the Sugar Creek Pilsner as well. We're listening to old school hip hop tonight, by the way. You know, we like to change up the soundtrack and this, you know, I wish I was a little bit taller, y'all. <laughs> Paul behind the bar, uh, treating us right. We've got the PGA Championship uh, wrapping up in Rochester, New York. 
New York tonight. We got, we got some well. people we showing got, up. We got some crowd crowd showing up tonight. Hey, for sure. Hey, hey. it's the parlor it's room. Birthday. Happy birthday! It's a birthday tonight. <laughs> we got a birthday yeah, party. Yeah, Elizabeth Parlor Room. And we're gonna answer Tifo's questions on the show this evening. Uh, and I'm super excited because these questions kick ass, like they always. Fucking do. The, the one thing I want to get into, I don't know if, does, is there a TIFO's question that covers this? I want to just look at some of the match ratings because as much as everything was about Cambridge's uh, success and Enzo's whining, there were some other standout performances on the pitch. What are they? So let's call up Sofa. And, and the Sofa, whatever it was, the Opta score for this match was loving the left side because Sobosinski, left center back, 7.6 rating even with the yellow card. He was killing the tackles. He was killing the Charlotte FC is 5-0. and oh. With Sobosinski in the lineup this when, season. When Sobocop plays, Charlotte wins. And uh, you can thank Matt Barbie for uh, finding that stat, most definitely. Uh, and hey, we love Barbie on this show. We, we got a little a little uh, partnership that will be announced at some point uh, that we're, we're working on with him. Uh, details to come. But Byrne is the left back. We, Byrne has come in for heavy criticism on this show and what other was his shows. 7.3. And I th- he did get burned a couple of times for bad plays, but it wasn't as bad as it was against Atlanta. No pun and, intended. Yeah, yeah. Well, pun intended, actually. But he uh, he made some nice plays. He made a couple standout. Like there were a f- couple really good track back times where Byrne Bur- made some nice plays. And then you got Miram at a seven point two, Westwood at a seven point zero. Everybody else is below seven except for one. Enzo Capetti, lowest rated on the team, six point four. Rewind about five minutes if you want to hear my thoughts there. Uh, Brant Bronico though, seven point zero rating, tied for the fourth highest on the team. But I'm going to say he deserved a way better rating. I was so impressed with Brant. BB thirteen on the grind set. He got the pay raise. He signed the new contract. He got the bag this week. You know Cha-ching. he's excited. And he also got a haircut. He didn't. He didn't lose the mullet completely, but he trimmed the mullet. He took it down a few notches. The mullet was a little cleaner, a little tighter. And you know that, like, it had to have been good. Think about this. Like, this was a, the, the, the equivalent of, like, walking into the party with a really hot date on your arm and your ex is there just, like, watching you. Because, like, he's playing against his former team He's on a, that, that disrespected him and, like, treated him as a fringe player and, and tried to kick him out of the league by not re-signing him. He fought his way back to this league through United States, through the USL, through playing for Independence, and now here he is starting on a team that is in playoff position, that's beating his former team, and he's fucking killing it and just owning it and looking good and playing good. And I just was so proud of Brant Bronico. Uh, I, I thought he shined all night. I, I've I've made the joke that like DJ and Brant as the as the double pivot in the defensive mid are kind of like the pivot. <laughs> They're kind of like the uh, the old uh, Looney Tunes dogs, uh, like the uh, with the big the big the big giant dog named Spike, and then the little yapper dog or whatever. And like DJ's the big dog, and yeah. and Brant is the, the the little dog. You could also we've also called Brant the Hound on this show as our Game of Thrones references. So you can call DJ the Mountain, the Hound in the Mountain. Uh, uh, hopefully they never fight in a in a brother against brother ba- battle <laughs> like uh, those two did. But. Um, just really love Brant, and I just want to shout him out yeah. before we get to the Devo's questions. That's yeah, all. Good call out. And when you look at uh, the the lineup and you see uh, Ashley Westwood with Derek Jones and Brant Bronico, you go, hmm, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yep. So, so I know I love. <laughs> I got. I, I want. I have a first question. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Well, yes. I love the ge- we love the gemstone. Yes. Obviously, but man. As a secondary nickname, can we can I go with the Maestro? Because yes. the gift that you found and tweeted out from <laughs> at for the Crown Baby today of like the Maestro, like come on, like it Crazy. was beautiful. Like yeah. everyone, like yeah. I'm, I'm bringing it all together. <laughs> yeah, we love Westwood, and the funny thing is that there's actually we have friends of the show. We love y'all out there. We love everybody that takes the time to listen. But there are some friends of the show that like for some reason are deluded into a thinking Scotsman. That, that Ashley Westwood is no good. He's, he Ashley Westwood is very good. I, I believe it's Paul the Scotsman yeah. who follows the show. Um, kind of looked at what Westwood did at Burnley and was very critical of his performance there. Hopefully, um, we can convince you, Paul. But I, I don't think what Paul realizes is that Ashley Westwood is class personified right. in every aspect of his role. It's like getting a version of Christian Fuchs that's ten times maybe. 30 times better. Yeah, yeah. More mobile, passing, just like... he. 
Fuchs would have one of those great passes per game, and Westwood has like five of those great right. passes per game. And both players sure. are pure class. Yeah. Sure. But uh, Fuchs was a little bit further along in his career right. to the point where he was changing positions. Ashley Westwood can play in that. I think Westwood could be role. great for us next year too. I don't. I don't yeah. see him as in some sort of like final year twilight at all. I agree. It's time for Tifo's questions. You can always shout us out at For the Crown Baby. I'm excited to ask this first question because you know uh, things are vibing when Jenny Swatling, a.k.a. Uh, the soon-to-be Jenny Volak tweets us and says, um, this may be too early to be concerned about, but I thought that the new format of games being played the same days would eliminate the game in hand issue. When looking at the table, are we concerned about the 10th to 14th place teams and those squads having a game in hand on us now that we are finally seventh? And for what it's worth, Nashville has a game in hand on us Saturday. And I think it was a great question because I wanted to highlight the fact that Charlotte FC, yes, is in sixth position. Seventh. Seventh, seventh. Yep. seventh position on the table. Tied on 18 points. On the table right now and is tied on 18 points. And yes, some teams behind us, including Nashville in the East, have a game in hand. And both both teams we're tied with have a game in hand on us as well. So, how did the game in hand situation happen? It's clearly unfortunate. There should be, um, and, and it used to be, and I'm concerned about this, and I'm curious what you think. Typically, and specifically in a place like the Premier League, there was never any games in hand. As soon as the pandemic hit, there was always games in hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, Seriously, though. Yeah. Here's, here's Seriously. the reason why. Here's the reason why. There's games in hand this year. A, uneven number of teams in the league. San Diego, by the way, just today officially announced as the, the latest team to join we're not MLS. Get into that. No, but I'm just saying that will even out the number of teams. Right now we're doing We probably won't play them in right, for like seven years. That's fine, but I'm just saying that all I'm saying is that right now we have an uneven number of teams. Yeah. And so what that means is that one team has a bye every week. Charlotte has yet to have had a yeah. bye. We actually have it in, I think, three weeks we have our bye, uh, early June. Okay. And, this is a real answer for Jenny. Uh, I'm glad uh, someone has one. Yeah, <laughs> and so the bye the bye weeks are why some teams have game in hand. Then a few of the other, few of the teams are involved in Concacaf Champions League, so they have had games rescheduled or not scheduled because they have had midweek Champions League games. And then also, just as a total one off, LAFC and LA Galaxy have an extra game in hand on everybody because their season opening game was canceled because it rained in California and they were too scared to play. Michael Volak tweets us and he says, uh, what do you most attribute the club's turnaround to from the rough start, 1-4-2 and two, to the really good form, 4-1-1 one, and one, that they are currently in? Uh, if you had to pick one thing, what would it be? I might get myself in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Balls. Camille. <laughs> it's just pure balls. It's just... It's just you challenge these guys. These guys are pro athletes. Usviac said it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Usviac said it. These guys uh, went through an extreme tragedy, losing one of their brothers. They were forced to like get back on the job, go clock in immediately, like just yeah. w- within weeks of losing uh, someone that they loved in an extreme tragedy. And they had a bad month on the job for the first month of the season. It was extremely horrible timing. But this is a talented team that decided. We're tired of everyone talking shit on us. We have we have balls. We're gonna fucking go out there and and prove that we're men. And and you know not not to make it a gender based thing, but just like something about when you challenge a guy, a challenge any human. It, it works for men and women for sure. But just as a guy, I can only speak to myself. When you challenge my manhood, I'm gonna react with that little bit extra, the the extra adrenaline, the extra the testosterone keeps the juice keeps flowing. <laughs> and the team has the juice right now. That's the reason, yeah. Mike, for yeah. sure. Uh, JPP, James Paul Perez, uh, great to hear from you. Uh, even going 1-0 down last night, I felt we were going to win. That is very different from last year. What do you all think? If I could take this one first, Please. I just want to give a shout-out that um, I did not see the first half uh, because, uh, you know, you can call it any different kind Stadium of Stadium operations. Um, so I got in at halftime, yeah. and I met everybody at halftime at the, the supporters' bar. And 
everyone's viewpoint was that the referee sucked. That's right. literally the first eight people that I talked to said that, and I was like, God, right. and I was like, yeah. oh my god, I don't care about the ref. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't see the match, so like it doesn't matter. We're you one, didn't we're know one, just how bad yeah. it truly was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like sure. we were just like one nil down. The, she she clearly like two two very reviewable penalties didn't even get reviewed, and so that set everybody off. And then the whole Enzo bullshit. So so it's one nil down, and when I'm walking into the stadium for the second time. Um, by the way, uh, when I'm walking in, I'm looking at the SofaScore app and I'm looking at the, mid, the second by second, forget minute by minute, the second by second uh, score. And I see, I go, fuck, one, one now. Chicago's up, they got the first goal. And I, uh, Rachel and I are walking in and I'm like, if they get two, I'm turning my ass back. Right, right. <laughs> we were walking, yeah, marching like, right I'm back like, out, out of here. Turn yeah. I'm not going in for a second time on a right. two-nil down. And I, and I said to myself, all we, as I'm walking, just like it's like blind faith, blind hope. Yeah. As I'm walking, I said, all we need to do is get into the second half, one-nil down, because this team all of a sudden has resiliency. Yeah. This team has belief. And. There were no super chances, but there were a couple nervy moments there at the end of the first half after Enzo's whole sub-me BS that, like, it could we could have gone down 2 nil in the first half. It was it was danger zone. Hey, I, I said it early in the show. What I, did I, I said it early in the show. I said the, the comeback win, it wasn't even on the players. It was on the supporters, man. Yes. It was on the fans. Yes. We're 1-0 da- down at home. It doesn't fucking matter. We can right. score two goals in 45 yep. minutes. Yep. It's just about belief. Yep. Sometimes you go into a soccer match and you ask yourself, oh, can we even get one? Right. In Charlotte, this Charlotte FC team should go into any half of football and say, we need to get two. Yeah. And they, can, they had that moment, I think, at home against Chicago that is going to just yeah. uh, potentially shoot this team out of a, a cannon. Yeah. And on, on Saturday night against Nashville, I, am, uh, I just cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to feel the energy in that building. It's turned into a clash of titans. Yes, and, it yeah. has. And yes. I think JPP's comment sums that yes, up very well because we're not scared anymore. Charlotte FC podcast. Um, Danny Rams, you made an appearance on this podcast. I did. I did, yeah. Make, make sure you go check that out. Uh, I, I loved the conversation I had with Nick on that show, for sure. He asks us, do you think playing more games with less training has benefited the club? <laughs> That's a great question. Actually, this is why he's a smart guy, by the way. It's a great yeah, fucking yeah. question. Very, uh, very thoughtful guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're on the street, good or bad, there's little time to correct or change. Uh, so it seems like teams who have positive momentum tend to keep it up, and those slumping seem uh, to to stay down. It's a vibe question. He's it's a you know what it is? It's a vibe check. The vibe, the vibe says the vibe is yes. I think it's a brilliant question, and uh, all I can say is yes. I, I think I think you've tapped into a very uh, key factor in our win streak there, Nick. Good job. The next question is a uh, I've been called this before. Trophy husband. Uh, no, no, participation trophy husband. Uh, this is our first question. This is our first question from the part, participant uh, participation. I think trophy this is a new, this is a new tifo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Biggest question. I love the username participation trophy husband. I'm trying to become a participation trophy husband someday. <laughs> Biggest question currently is the state of injuries and timelines. We seem thin in some areas. And with some matches coming fast and frequent, we will need fresh legs. Wow. Well, throw some cold water on the, on the vibe here. I thought everything was great. <laughs> Shit, man. I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, last week I was able to answer a similar question by saying it doesn't matter because we got DJ and Enzo coming back. I will say this. One of the things that pissed me off, the extra, like, the extra sauce on top of my Enzo anger in the first half, because I was so mad at him asking him for a sub. Part of the reason I was so mad is because he has to know that the sub is full of a bunch of academy kids. Like, we, we have, like, ten injuries. Like, Enzo knows there's you no... You hated the bench. There's no one to sub in for you, Pre- Enzo. Pre-game. Like Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I, I knew I was inexperienced. All yeah. I was just saying is that it's, like... I like the bench. Obviously, well, Cambridge, obviously, yeah. yeah. But all I'm just saying is there was a lot of rookies on the bench, and that's it's, it's tough yeah. to, like, do a... If you have five guys that are sucking in the main team, it's tough to sub them with five rookies, is all I'm saying. So I would have loved to see Pareba make his debut. Though, Should I say way. something nice about Crown Legacy? I would love to hear it. It's been uh, the ability to potentially get some of these young kids some PT and 
coming to Charlotte FC ready to play is nice. Right. Something we didn't have last year at all. Yeah. They didn't exist. Yes. And as much as I think it's somewhat of a, you know, a little bit oh, of by a... By the way, let me just say something. The key word there is young. Yeah. You got to be like... <laughs> 21 or less. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a few there's a few who don't quite fit that bill. But I think uh, it's nice, like, for better or for worse, the, the Crown Legacy guys are learning what it's like to dominate. Yes, I, I think they've been a little bit supercharged by the money that's been invested in the club, and I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's... it's but, like, when you, are when you like, are used to, to winning big on a pitch, you walk onto the pitch expecting to win big. And I think that's, that's an invaluable thing. Ash Hamrick... Uh, he tweets in, he says, uh, did we ask too much of Lindsay last night? We kind of touched on this. Uh, did Latanzio, like tactically, did Latanzio ask too much? Maybe because he was very, he was definitely being asked to be involved in the offense, the way, the way like balls were being served at to him and he wasn't catching up to him. Um, so yes. Yes. He, he, he's a defensive player. We did, yeah. And we when, did. when Cambridge comes on, you can see the and defensive it was a bad quality. Game. By the way, it's really nice to have a nice right back, right? Right. I don't give a fuck if you're good on offense. Right. Just play right back. Right. Enjoy the position. Walk it down. Yeah. It was a bad game for Jalen, but I love him. Uh, Nick he, Young, he would tell you the same thing. Yeah. Nick, Nick Youngblood uh, tweets in. Good to hear from Nick. Uh, what is the CSS's message to competitive haters in this fan base? Wait a minute. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You heard it. We've already, we've, 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 we've already been over this. Love you, Nick Youngblood. Uh, re- rewind about 15 minutes if you, if you uh, missed what I said earlier. Yeah, that makes Danny Brams a hater. No, 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 because it's all a one-game thing. Like, it's all a okay. one-game thing. But okay. what he did, what, what Enzo did was he lost a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with me. Yeah. For, with, the perform, with the asking for a sub, for sure. I still believe in him, and I expect him to score a goal against Nashville. Joe Garcia tweets in, he says, who do you think will finally get Enzo to realize that his whining and uh, his just kind of like constant pitching with the referee, uh, I'm paraphrasing now, is hurting the ability for him to draw fouls and penalties? Who's the person? Yeah, we we answered that question. Yeah, the gemstone, the captain. Yeah, totally answered that question. Level up, Luke. Shout out to Luke, uh, debut as co-host on the show. Is that right? Is that Loved what? having Le- Level. We had Level was Up. Was that Luke. his second time or first time? That was, was his first time. That yeah, was it was his two first debuts. Time. I got yeah. to see Jorge Torres. Yeah, Luke. Uh, who we're going to ask his question in a few in a, in a Who's going to fill in for me? Because I don't know if I'm going to be available for Sunday night's live stream. You got to start thinking about. I'm going to be. I'm going to be out in California still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I will, I'll, I mean, I'll have my laptop with me, but I want to. I kind of want to see who you might bring in as a co-host. Yeah. yeah I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. But we'll be live on Sunday night. There's no doubt about that. Um, level Up, Luke asks. Uh, if we beat Huntsville and Birmingham back to back, do they have to add Sir Minty to the to the state flag of Alabama? Uh, if they beat us, do we have to all uh, roll tide or make war to an eagle? How does this work? That feels like some like Auburn uh, shit talk. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna answer it this way, Luke. I'm in favor of Alabama changing their state flag. Jorge Torres. <laughs> uh, me too, by the way. Uh, do I have the ability to co-host an episode another time? Uh, he is the debutant last week. He did a nice job. He did a good uh, job. Did a great job. A guest on the show uh, talking about his, his work. It was good to see him at halftime. Um, but the question is, uh, do you think not getting a penalty call was a mini blessing in disguise? I'm a big fan of blessing in disguise. Since it made the team dig deep and truly work for the comeback win. And sure they can do it. It sounds nice to say in retrospect when you win yeah. two two one, yeah. but in the moment you don't feel that no. way. No, it, it, we because I, I felt we were dominating, and so we deserved to have a penalty there. I, I can't yeah. say yes to this Jorge as much as I love you. Sorry. I think that's it. Did I miss a question? No, not uh, not that I can see. But I, let me let me bring up a, a nice Tifo's quote. This is not a question, but it's more of a comment, and uh, it goes back to Tori Penso's performance with the referee's whistle. This is from a new, a relatively new follower who's been commenting at us a lot. Of, uh, so I want to say a shout out to Shoshin. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, at Hesculio. Says Tori Penso still giving out yellow cards around Charlotte on uh, Thursday afternoon. A flight attendant got a red card for limiting her to two carry-ons when she left town. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man. pretty much sums it up. Nice, nice work, Shoshin. There you for cannot. Sure. You cannot t- put two bags <laughs> above the seat. You have to, a red card you have to at least put one you know, under the seat in front of you. 
it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, he's Danny Bramlett. I'm, I'm John Hayes. And Danny Rams is getting on the plane. He's heading west. On with, only, with zero carry-ons. <laughs> Friday morning. Uh, he's going to have a great weekend. We're going to be here in the QC. Big match on Saturday night. And the streak is over, Danny. It's over. You have to, you know, I don't, if this podcast hasn't convinced you to stay, I don't, nothing else will. I'm sending a surrogate in my place. I, uh, you know. So what can I say? I, I can't miss this concert. I can't miss this time with some friends out there. I got some important meetings to have uh, out on the beach on Santa Monica Pier. But uh, I will be. So the, the goal is I'm going to go radio silence. I'm going to a concert Saturday night at the Kia Forum, Dead and Company. And I'm going to turn my phone off. And I'm going to get back to the place I'm staying. I'm going to oh, fire up that Apple TV app. I'm going to watch Charlotte on tape delay. Hopefully, Radio Silence has paid off. Hopefully, I have no idea the results. And uh, it's going to be like a, a, a little bonus for me uh, at like 2 a.m. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you better turn your phone off because I'll try to ruin it for you. I hope so. And I challenge you to do so. Reason, I challenge all of y'all to do so. The reason why I'm going to challenge you is because if you do turn your phone off, you'll be able to enjoy the concert without any other distraction. Exactly. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, it's EPR. It's late on a Thursday night. I hope you all are listening to this on a Friday, Saturday morning, leading up to the match. Let's Thank go, you. Let's go get another three points, and uh, thanks for listening to the show. The, if I was about to say, I would say that the reason Charlotte FC is on this win streak is because of the supporters. I 100% agree, and the, they know, the players know that they're going to be lifted up when they walk out mm-hmm. on Saturday night, that, and that's the whole point. Uh, you got to make sure that you get those positive vibes going. You can let the supporters lift you up. And that's what we mean when we say Charlotte is a soccer city and for the crown, baby.